0: The Gospel reading is from Matthew 13 verses 31 through 33 and 44 through 52. He put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, but when it is grown it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and make nest in its branches he told them another parable the kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which someone found and hid Then, in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind. When it was full, they drew it ashore, sat down, and put the good into baskets, but threw out the bad. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the furnace of fire where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all of this? They answered yes. And he said to them, Therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like the master of a household who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. The word of the Lord. You may be seated. I'll read the last verse again. This time I'll read it from the Message Bible. And the message says, Are you getting a handle on this? Every student well-trained in God's kingdom is like the owner of a general store who can put his hands on anything you need, old or new, exactly when you need it. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, we give you thanks for allowing us to come here this evening. I thank you for giving me the opportunity to share what has been put on my heart. I pray that what you have given me, Lord, will be something that will bless someone. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Are we getting a handle on all of this? Jesus loved to teach in parables. And in the beginning of the parable readings, he he shared so much. He shared all of this because the people needed to hear it in a way that they could understand. A way that they could grasp what was being said. So Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds but when it has grown it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and make a nest in its branches. A mustard seed is extremely small. And I had a hard time grasping this concept myself. How can something so tiny, so small, grow into something so big, so huge, that birds will just fly to it, nest in it, and eat from it? But this is an example. It's an example of the Roman Empire during that time. The Roman Empire was strong and um, oppressive. The people of that time did not have a way to protect themselves. So Jesus gives an example of something that's very tiny, very small, as the kingdom of heaven coming in. The kingdom appeared by this little seed to be insignificant something that has no value. But when it is planted in the ground, that little seed germinates. It germinates and roots go deep into the soil. You don't see anything on the top, on the surface, but the roots are going deep. And then all of a sudden, that little seed that appears to be so insignificant, sprouts. And grows and grows and grows and becomes a bush and then it becomes a tree and in that tree it offers shelter for the birds of the air so they can fly in they can build a nest and they can eat. I was surprised to read in um, one of the books I, I was looking through just to get a little more insight in in this little bush, this little seed that can grow to be a 12-foot tree. And it's true. Um, W. M. Thompson, who was a writer and a missionary, states that he saw such a tree that was 12 feet tall. And he made note of it in a book that he entitled The Land and the Book. William Berkeley made note of it in one of his um, studies. So I thought, oh, this is very interesting. This is so true. So the kingdom of heaven comes in as a insignificant seed and then it grows into this huge tree where people can come in and receive rest and eat and feel, have shelter. It's like that today. As followers of Christ, we can appear to be kind of small as we're growing. But the roots are being nurtured down deep. And as you grow and develop and are transformed, you too can provide shelter. You too can offer something of value to someone else who is in need. So then Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed with three measures of flour until all of it was leaving. Okay, I said, here's another interesting statement. How do I make sense of this? Yeast. What am I to gain from that? Jesus said, the woman took yeast and mixed it with three measures of wheat. Yeast, in that culture, was defined as something that was fermenting, and they didn't even want to use it in in some services because it was something that was not pure. But he took this yeast, this leaven, this fermented dough, and used it as an example of the kingdom of heaven and wove it into some wheat. Leaven is defined as a pervasive influence that modifies something or transforms it for the better. So leaven or yeast is a transforming agent. That made me think about when I was a little girl. Mom used to love to make homemade bread. So she would take yeast, and she would put it in the flour, and she had other ingredients. And I would come home from school, and first thing I could smell was the aroma, the aroma of yeast and fresh bread rising. And I said, oh boy, this is going to be wonderful. I could hardly wait. (laughs) We sometimes have yeast bread here at Richmond Hill. And when you mix yeast in the flour, it doubles and it triples in size. So I said, okay, God, yeast is put into the flour, leaving, woven in, and something that is hidden and appears that nothing is going on is slowly growing and rising and changing and developing so that what was small and little and might feed just one person, all of a sudden can feed 30. The kingdom of heaven is transformative and changes people and changes things. And he gave another parable. The kingdom of heaven It was like a man. The man was out in the field. He was working. He was working in the field. And he came across a treasure. It wasn't his. Somebody had hidden it there. But he was working in the field, so he didn't steal it. He just came across it. He realized the value of it. So immediately, He hid it, probably in another part of the field, but he hid it. And then he went and took everything he had and bought the field. He wasn't looking for this treasure. He was just a working man. But when he found it, he knew he had something of rarity, of extreme importance, and he wanted to hold on to it. And he was willing to give up everything just to have it. And then Jesus gave another parable right behind it. This one was a merchant. Now this merchant knew what he was doing. He was out looking for a jewel. A jewel of rare, a rare one. So he found this pearl of great price. Now he was willing to pay whatever he had to to get this pearl because he was looking for it. When he found it, he knew he had something special. So he too took everything he had and bought this pearl and he was happy. So there were two examples. The example of one man who just happened to find something of value And then of another man who was on a search for something of value. The kingdom of heaven is like that. Sometimes people just stumble across the grace of God, the kingdom of heaven. But when they step into it, when they stumble into the grace of God, they'll do anything to keep it. And then you have others that are searching. They're seekers. They're looking for They're looking for something different. They're looking for something that God can give them. And when they find it, they are committed. They sell everything. They do everything to follow God, to hold on to what has been given. Then we had another one that was entirely different. He then said, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that is thrown into the sea. A net that catches fish from every kind, every size, every shape, every color. And when it's full, it's brought in. Can you just see it, though? A net that huge, that's with every variety of fish that you can think of being brought in to the shore. Well that was the image that the people was getting because these were people, these were fisher people. I mean they farmed, they caught fish, all of these things made sense to them. So this great big net was being brought in full of fish and then once the fish were being brought on shore, Well, you had good fish being put in containers and bad fish being thrown out on the ground. So Jesus says, The good is placed in baskets, and what isn't is cast aside. But the gathering and the choosing isn't left up to us, it's not left up to human beings. It's left up to the angels. We don't know what God sees. We just cast out the net. The angels bring in what's caught. And they decide. They choose what's good, what's not. Then after all of that, Jesus asked them a question. Don't you just love it when God asks you a question when you think you know everything? Mm -hmm. (laughs) He said, Have you understood all these things? And they said yes. (laughs) And I said, Are you sure? (laughs) I love the message again. Because the message says, Are you getting a handle on all of this? Of all of this that I'm sharing with you, that I'm teaching you? They'd been with him for a long time, and they were going to be with him. A little more, a little longer, but he wanted to make sure that they understood the importance of the kingdom of God coming into the kingdom of evil and the transformation that was going to be made within the hearts of men. So they said yes, and then he said, "Every scribe." who has been instructed in the kingdom of heaven, is like a householder who brings out of his treasure house things that are new and things that are old. So you know the message has a different twist on it, right? The message says, well-trained in God's kingdom. So are you the owners of a general store who can put your hands on anything you need, just when you need it, old or new? God takes the old and transforms it into something brand new. We don't have to throw away the old stuff. We hold on to what is good, those old things and we allow God to transform them into something brand new. Here I am in my older years back in school, trying to learn, trying to apply these new concepts as to what I already knew. And I remember one student telling me, forget everything you learned, forget everything. I said, how can I forget everything? It took me this long to learn it. (laughs) (laughs) So here's one Christian who is so grateful that Jesus said, we are like householders who can bring out of the treasure house, things that are new and things that are old because they've been been transformed. Transformation has occurred and nothing is lost, nothing. So what does that mean for us? What does that mean for Metropolitan Richmond? What does it mean for the people that live here? What does it mean when we pray for the healing of families? What does it mean for children when we pray for them, when we pray for the educational system, when we look at schools that are in such disrepair that the next generation can't even have proper education? What does it mean for us, those of us that have all of these skills, the gifts and the talents that we have already been given by God? What does it mean for us now that we have been transformed into something brand new? What does it mean? What does it mean when we see people that are suffering from injustice? It's being done by a fellow man. What does it mean for us who have been transformed? When we can do something to help, we can do something to make it better. What does it mean when we see something as simple, or so it appears, as throwing away food, good food, food that could feed a family? What does that mean? in metropolitan Richmond when some people do not have enough for a good meal? And what does it mean when water is being prioritized so that you have to buy it? What does all that mean in metropolitan Richmond? When changes can be made when we know and we, when we have been transformed. Are we getting a handle on this? Do we understand these things? It's a lot to think about, a lot to pray about. For as we pray for the transformation of metropolitan Richmond. For heaven to come and break through the darkness here, we have to be willing to take a step ourselves. We have been transformed. We are agents of transformation. Are we getting a handle on this?